Welcome to the Undercaffeinated Podcast, a weekly podcast for educators who don't have time to listen to a podcast. Kind of like us. Each week, we'll cover a different topic in education in just about five minutes. Our goal is to share bite-sized chunks of PD so that you can join us when you're driving your kids around, preparing dinner, making copies during prep, or really doing just about anything. This is PD for real teachers who are real tired. We are undercaffeinated teachers coming to you from Las Vegas. This is Joelle Masseri, Ashley Pierce, and Erin Kiger. Hi there, and welcome to episode 14 of the Undercaffeinated Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to improve visuals for teaching lessons and presentations. Ashley works in a virtual school and has really set the bar for how to engage visual learners in a digital world. Today, she's going to share some tips and tricks, as well as the brain science behind why our brains love visuals. I know I, for one, am excited to learn, and I was trying to tailor the whole podcast to what I need to learn. So <laughs> thank you, Ashley. That's perfect. Well, yeah, teaching in a virtual school is definitely completely different um, than, tre- than teaching in a traditional classroom setting, you know, brick and mortar. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, I, so I had presented for, for my school recently, and it was all about the visuals. And one of the things... Um, that kind of prompted me to to present on this topic was a lot of the feedback that I get from, um, you know, coaches and other teachers when I share out um, some of the things that I create is it's so cute. And while that's a super (laughs) huge compliment, I also kind of took that and I was like, well, I don't know if that's really a compliment. How can I take cute and how can I, um, you know, how, how does that impact my learners? How does that engage my learners? And so I kind of started having to look um, at some of the, the, you know, brain research to kind of see. And I thought that it was super interesting that 90% of the information transmitted to the brain is visual. So 90%, I mean, that's huge. Um, And I was kind of surprised by this because I know when I taught um, in a traditional classroom setting, you know, everything was hands-on. That was the focus was I wanted my students to be hands-on with everything. Um, but there's such a huge visual component to that as well. Um, and 65% of the population are visual learners. That's how they learn best. Um, so if you think about working in a virtual school setting, you know, I have to really make sure that, that the visuals are there. Um, and I know just by using color, that's, that's a huge way to kind of get their, catch their attention for a little bit longer. Um, and so I just try to keep everything right. And, and I try to kind of push it um, to where it's just something that captivates their attention right away. Yeah, that's, that's oh. fantastic. And I know I've noticed that your visuals, you know, have just been incredible. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Very eye-catching. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I know that you said that you generally create your slides in PowerPoint, but knowing that you tailored this presentation um, predominantly <laughs> to Joelle, and then That's I'm just right. writing on those coattails. Um, Thank you. Uh, I, I know that you also can do some of this 
uh, within Google Slides. Um, so what limitations that we can sort of make it work anyway? So, yeah. So in Google Slides, um, you know, I, I use PowerPoint um, mostly for, for my presentations that I'm making for my lessons um, because that's the you know, that's the program that uploads to our system. Um, but within Google, there are definitely things that you can do. Um, there are some, uh, some limitations, but there are kind of ways that you can get around. So um, within Google, you can do backgrounds just like you can in PowerPoint, um, just by going into your slides and clicking. There's a, a, an area that says background, and then you can upload um, your image to be your background and it, you would do it the exact same way that you would in PowerPoint. Um, and you're just making sure that you have a folder on your computer that has, um, you know, images to select from. Um, also there are fonts. Mm -hmm. Now they are more limited than fonts that you can download on your own, um, to use in, in Microsoft word or PowerPoint. Um, but there are, you can get extra fonts that are kind of almost like hidden in Google, it's like Google's little secret, I think. <laughs> so if you just click that drop down, Google yeah, does like that. If you just do that um, drop down to, you know, to select a different font, there's actually a little um, option for more fonts. And then you can go through and you can find those. So there's definitely options within Google. It's just kind of playing around and finding those. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And then, yeah, that's, that's awesome. What are some quick and easy pro tips that you can share with teachers? So I want to get started, you know, tomorrow. So what are some <laughs> things I need to think about? So I think color is a big one. Um, I mean, there's a whole psychology behind colors as well, um, which is always kind of super interesting to look up, but color, you know, you want it to be bright. Um, red definitely <laughs> means something. So I try to avoid um, red or use it when it's really, really important. Um, another thing is less is more sometimes. And, and even I have this struggle, there's so much content that I have to get through and I just kind of want to cram it all into one place. Um, but that gets too overwhelming too much. Isn't good. So sometimes just kind of chunking it is, is really good. And then also consistency. Um, I know just from the creative aspect, sometimes it's really easy to kind of go crazy with, oh, and then there's this background and then there's this font. Um, but I try to keep to like two to three fonts per lesson. And I try to keep a general theme as far as my backgrounds. Um, so I, you know, typically my standards change on a, on a weekly basis. So usually every um, every time our target changes, that's kind of when I change my backgrounds because I want them to all be consistent. So if we're working on adding fractions, you know, we might have a blue background. And then when we go on to, um, you know, working with decimals, we might have a yellow background. So I just try to keep it consistent. And then there's also that color correlation as well that they can kind of, um, you know, start to, to kind of connect with it in a colorful manner, I guess. Um, so those are just some some just quick and easy things. Those are good ideas. Um, okay, so Joelle and I, between the two of us, we really like using um, Unsplash, you know, Photos for Class, Pixabay's, all of those places where you can get free, like copyright safe uh, images. 
Um, where would you recommend for like backgrounds or images or anything like that? Like for like what have so you So I used? love Teachers Pay Teachers um, and finding different, um, different <laughs> people on there that have free products because, you know, we're teachers. We, we want free things. Um, so one of my favorite places for digital paper, um, frames, and then clip art is called Red Pepper Paper. And everything that she has in the store is free, like everything. Um, and they do have, um, you know, an option to donate um, on there because they have all of these free resources and they have a cause that they're kind of working towards. Um, so it's fantastic. So I would definitely check that out. And then for fonts, um, I have two favorites. Um, we've talked about Jen Jones before. She's one of my favorite people to follow everywhere. Um, but she has Hello Fonts and they are adorable and so easy to upload too to your computer. It's like the easiest thing to upload fonts and we'll have that in the show notes for you. Um, And then another one is KG fonts. And there are just so many fonts in there. But like I said, it's really easy to go crazy. And another thing is, it might be really fun to pick out a super cutesy font. But we want to keep things to what our students can read easily. Um, We want to keep it super, super simple there. So yeah, tons of stuff um, to share. So hopefully those are some good resources. That was fantastic. I had no idea you could buy digital paper or download for free digital paper on Teachers Pay Teachers. I've never done that. So I'm like mind blown right now. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm checking that out as soon as we're as soon as we're good. So what tips do you have to keep your students visually engaged during class? We would love to hear from your great ideas on Twitter. Yes. Thank you all so much for joining us, Ashley. Thank you for all of your amazing tips. Um, I think Joelle and I are ready to go out there tomorrow and make some visually engaging slides. So thank you so much. And thank you again, everybody for joining us. Um, You can follow us on, on Twitter and Instagram, but under caffeinated, and we would just love to hear from you. So thank Thank you. you. Thanks.